Good morning. This is Moment with Mo Aufalaji. You're welcome to this beautiful atmosphere. You're welcome to atmosphere where God is maker ready, available to tune our life to the signal. That way our life is going to experience a lifting, a life change transformation, a life that will not have a choice, that cannot remain the same again, a life that will experience the turnaround, supernatural turnaround of God. In Jesus' name. So let's quickly have a word of prayer. Our most precious Father, we want to thank you because we know that you are a good God. Thank you, Father, for the life, gift of life they have given unto all our listeners this morning. We call you Abba Father. We ask, Lord, because you have been our Ebenezer, we ask, Father, that you continue to take us thus far. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Can somebody say amen again? Amen. So our discussion this morning is all about grace. So what is grace, if I may ask? In a quick definition, grace is an is explained to be a merited favor. You know, this definition is a definition that is extremely common. I remember when I was young, that's when we know this definition. Very young then, if you were, if when you were growing up, you always attend Bible study, definitely, you definitely get yourself familiar with Grace being an unmerited favor. So grace is a merited favor of God, <clears throat> pardon me, sorry, over a man to make him become whom he cannot become by himself. But with the, with the merited favor of God, he, the grace of God can make him to become who God wants him to be through the help of God. So that's why I said grace is a merited favor. So this morning we'll be looking inward, deeper. You know, we have different dimensions of grace. But the one we're going to be concentrating on this morning is going to be grace forgiven. So our anchor text is 2 Peter 3.18. But continue to grow and increase in God's grace and intimacy with our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. So you know this, um, the anchor text is just trying to tell us that by the time we continue to grow in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, definitely it will expand us is to give us intimacy and you know you have to be the grace of god because we understand that grace of god is unmerited meaning that god will have to give you that chance so that you can grow more with him i, I you know there is a saying i always say on this platform that god is everly ready for us we are the one that we are not ready for him there is no time that's why we call him an appointment keeper there is no time you keep an appointment with your creator with your maker there is no always there. He is always there. He's ever ready. But we are the one that always miss appointment. We are the one that we are not always available when he wants us. So let's just focus our mind and know what we want out of all of this life, you know. So may we may we re, may we receive all the glory that God has for us in Jesus' name that pertains to eternity. Amen. So grace is an enabler. So grace helps, you know, grace is a merited favor, just like what the definition says. So with the help of grace, grace enables you to do what you cannot do ordinarily. Grace is an enabler, is the power of God to, to have a finished work. So imagine the project or something that you have been trying to do for a long time that you cannot do by yourself. With the help of the grace of God, is an enabler that helps you to accomplish that project. Is an enabler that helps you to get on that line that thing that looks like impossible 
that thing that you know that your strength cannot put you through, cannot push you through. But with the help of the grace of God, because the grace of God is enabler, definitely you will definitely do it exceedingly. That's what grace does. Second Corinthians 9, it also says that God is able to make all grace abound, you know. If you read that scripture downward very well, he's saying that through the grace of God, he can make his grace to be all sufficient. That means through the grace of God, all things, you know, all things are bound. We have the abundance of God's riches in every aspect of our life. There are dimensions of grace. And just like what I said, we are the one that we activate the grace of God, you know. The way we express grace of God, that is in the area of giving. It is a commandment from God. Giving is a commandment, which you have to understand. So the way we now express that grace of, of giving is what is not lie in our own custodia. You know, God can give a commandment, but are we obedient to it? Do we obey to the to the least? Do we obey extremely? Are we obedient children of God? If you're obedient children of God, then definitely number one, you are kingdom, you are kingdom conscious. Because obedience is number one thing that God really loves. When you obey God in every aspect of your life, I mean that you are allowing God to take effect. But in every other aspect of your life that you are not allowing God, you will definitely see the absence of God. And when there is absence of God, definitely you are inquiring that Satan has to occupy. Because God cannot force himself, just like the Holy Spirit cannot force himself upon us. Holy Spirit is a person of God. So when you don't allow God to occupy by not being obedient in your life, meaning that you are opening the space of your life to the devil. So that's why there is a saying that always says that there is a doorway that the enemy always have access to. So it could be seen, it could be anything. But for us to be conscious in God, meaning that we have to activate obedience in every aspect of our life so that God can have his way in our life. So we are, we are still talking about grace to be, grace of giving. So, you know, I have a few points I wrote. I say giving is not dependent on what you have. So it's not because you have money or you don't have money. You can have money, but you don't have the absolute habit of giving. You don't have the willingness of giving. The Spirit of God is not seen, it has not pruned you to the level to know that all your resources that you have to be given back to the Him that provided for us. So giving is not dependent on what we have because we can actually have, but we may not have the act of giving. But it is encouraged when you have it. So when you have it, because of your intention that you know that, ah, I'm prone to giving, I know that when I give, God will definitely give it to me back. When I give, I'm obeying the principle of God. When I give, is a commandment of God that I'm obeying. I'm, I'm making myself subjection under, making myself surrender under the, under the will of God. So that is why I say that. But it is encouraged when you have it. So meaning that when you know that you are putting yourself under the submission of being God, then definitely when you have it in your hand, then definitely you give it. Giving can also be set up. You can learn how to give and be encouraged, and you definitely encourage yourself. So even if you don't know the knowledge, when I say the commandments, it's now for you to now go and study the scriptures. What's God saying? What's the Bible? What's the word of God saying about giving? So when you now understand what the word of God is saying about giving, then you can have more knowledge about it. Then you encourage yourself to give. I say you can also grow and abound in giving. That is the God kind of grace. So when you when you learn, just like when I say you definitely go search the scripture, 
searching the scripture is like gaining knowledge. So by the time you now gain knowledge in that aspect of giving, then your wisdom is abound. Then you know, then you have more capacity. You have more enabler. You have more grace for that giving, which I call the giving grace. Number five, I said provision is made available when you give because you cannot give to God and you will not get it back. No, it doesn't work like that. When you give to God, you will definitely get it back. So the Bible says that when you give to the poor, you are leaning onto the Lord. So when you lend to somebody, meaning that you will get it back. So that's just the way it works. Provision to will definitely be made available for you when you give. Number five, I said your motive to give must be right. So we can see that in Psalm 112 verse 9. When your motive to give is not right, you just waste your giving. Your motive must be right. It must be, it must be, it must be sacrificial. You cannot give because you know that when you do this, you get back. No. Your motive must be right. That's when you get it back. So number six, I say according to Proverbs 11, 24, the reward of giving is what? Is profit, is influence, is honor. That's if you read that Bible scripture very well, 24 to 25. It says that when you give, you have honor, you have profit, you have influence, and you will never be forgotten. Go and check most people in the Bible. Bible says that the first person that ever gave a gift, a sacrifice, that God cannot take his eyes off for Solomon. In a day, thousand. That way, even when Solomon wanted to sleep, God had to wake him. That way, tell me, what do you want? So, meaning that when you have the habit of giving, you can never be forgotten. You will definitely be rewarded. And Bible says our reward is profit. Our reward is honor. Our reward is influence. So, tell me, if you are a giver and you understand the grace of giving and you have all of this, then tell me, your life can never be dull. You will definitely have abundance because when you are profit, meaning that anything you do, will definitely prosper in your hand. When you have influence, meaning that you cannot be you cannot be ignored, meaning that you are definitely recommended. And when you have honor, you can imagine, meaning that you are somebody of peculiar, meaning that you will be in a place and people will reference you. So when you cannot be forgotten, meaning that your name will remain for a long time. So that's a very profound one. So I said ways to to giving grace. So what are the things that God is talking about? Which area? What are the giving? When he said giving is a commandment, so what are the areas that God expects us to give that will now make it to be a commandment? No one I said giving as a praise to God. So you make sure that your sacrifice costs you something. So when you are praising God, make sure that it's something that is acceptable. We have several examples of David in the Bible. When David wants to praise God, he doesn't just praise God casually. He prays God that most of the time his garments, his linen, fall off on his body. That's the kind of giving that God wants. That's the kind of giving that will have reward. So when you give, the number one I said, giving as a praise. Also, we also have Israel. You know, Israel, their descendants that we always make reference to. And the Israelites, they will never give a, a sacrifice to God that is blemish. Never. They never give animal that have issues. They always give a blemish. Uh, animal, a sacrifice to God. So also, if you want to say, you want to walk in that same pattern of the Israelites, or you want to walk in the same life pattern of people in the Bible that give praise to God, you must definitely make your own praise to count. That's when it can be count as giving unto God. Number two, I said, invest in your gospel. Invest in the gospel. Number one, part of what God really counts, I would say most important of what God really value is evangelism. You know, we have so many um, 
Bible scripture to back it. In Mark 16, 15, Bible was saying that this work of gospel is commandment from God. Go he into the world and preach the gospel to all nations. So Mark 16 is talking about how God value gospel, how God wants us to go and preach. You don't expect that the death of God to be wasted now. When God came to this world to take away the sin of man, we need to preach it. So even if you do, you cannot go on the field to do the mission work, your money can definitely do it. It's not compulsory. You have to have millions before you can start supporting the ministry. No. Even if it is your 1,000 naira, Even if it is, if it is the aspect of your, your the ministry in your church that they do mission seed, mission uh, offering. So into it. God does really value it. And also, we also, we have to also be particular of preaching the gospel. Just like what I was, I'm doing now. It's not compulsory. You have to be online. You can be your friend. You can be that colleague in your office. You can be that neighbor in your house. Make sure that our mouth is not closed. And we are willing so to God. God said there's a reward. That's why there's a parable that says that you will leave the 99 and go after one, one sheep. Why? Because that one sheep is very important. So whenever you bring, you preach the gospel, your work is even to be the, convert, the person that will convert the soul. Holy Spirit does it. But whenever you open your mouth and you preach to somebody, I can tell you that God is really interested and there is joy. Especially when that soul is converted to God, there is joy in heaven. That's what we are. The Bible told, explained to us in many ways that there is joy in heaven over his soul. Another aspect of giving the Bible recognizes also is the number three point is giving to the poor. You know, Proverbs 19 17 says that that's when you give to the poor, you are lending unto the Lord. So, meaning that that aspect is really, really important to God. All material that you want to give to your to the poor. Make sure that it's something that's of value. Don't say you want to give to the poor. Now, now give a, a one-out clause, something that it's not useful to you again. I can tell you that kind of giving does not have reward for. But when you give a giving that is that is sacrificial, a giving that costs you something, then that is when it's the grace of it. You will definitely enjoy the reward of it. Then another one for I said your titan. Whenever you exercise your tithes, it's a privilege that you are accepting you are accepting that god should be the one that will order and maintain your life you are releasing the authority of god over every aspect of your life and that's what tide does bible says you open the window of heaven you will reboot devourer for our sake meaning that the giving grace of titan will definitely not allow any aspect of your life to be closed and when you are experiencing maybe you are giving your titan experiencing a close every experiencing something that is not working. There is one truth that I want to say because something that I've, I've actually experienced it is that you are giving your tithes, but there are aspects of your life that you are not allowing the totalness of God to take domain over. You are giving your tithes, yes, you are declaring the word of God. Then another thing, even if you are now giving your tithes and you have prayed and you are expecting something to happen, there is this quick um, confession I quickly want to give us which I use, if you are listening, I really appreciate it. You should just say it is a declaration of authority. So you say that I'm giving the grace of tithes. I am in the land which you have provided for me. That is, you are saying back to Jesus that Jesus Christ, I am in the land. The Bible says, We give us unto us territory. So, Lord, I'm in the land I have given unto me, the kingdom of authority of God. I confess that this day. 
unto the Lord, that I am come into the inheritance which the Lord has sworn to give me. Do you understand that? The Lord has sworn to give us inheritance when we give our tithe. He said he will rebuke the devourer for our sake. So it's not for us now to now cultivate a confession. When you are giving your tithe and you are not seeing the promise of God, cultivate a confession. Say it. Declare in the name of the Lord that in Jesus' name, the kingdom of Almighty God, I, profi- I profess and I confess that this day unto the Lord God, that I have come into the inheritance which the Lord God has sworn to me. You know, all this giving is your is your access. And when you deposit all of this, definitely you will definitely make a withdrawal. It's like an individual. If you don't put money in your account, you know you cannot make a withdrawal. So if God is telling you know, that all this aspect of giving, they are the area for us to have access to prosperity. They are area for us to have access to God inheritance. They are area for us to be able to withdraw from our heavenly inheritance. So meaning that giving to the poor, giving your tithes, giving praise, all of this, they are very important. Investing into the gospel, they are very key for us to be able to access to God's kingdom. And I pray that on the accounts of us being obedient to the Lord of God, that grace will continue to abound to us in Jesus' name. I pray that today will be an awesome day for us and we enjoy the grace of God because the grace of God is unmerited. So we don't need to, we, do, we don't actually deserve it or qualify for it, but God just released it to us. I pray that today will be a good day. I remember the you have a lovely day and remain blessed. Bye-bye. Good morning. Welcome to Moment with Mohawfolaji. My name is Mutipolaji. So well, this morning, before we go into our discussion, our discussion is how to receive from the giving grace. And our uncle text is Ephesians 3, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 8. And you know, from our earlier episode, we discussed about the grace for giving. And we have... We explain all the different platform, different uh, di- uh, dimension of giving. And when you give, you know, there are promises attached to everything. So today we're going to be discussing how to receive from those giving grace. All the giving grace that we've taken time to explain. All the promises of God attached to them. The tithes, the praise, giving to the poor. Started giving to the missionary, that's the gospel. So we're going to be learning today how to receive from those giving grace. Our most precious Father, we thank you because you're good. Thank you because you're Lord. We appreciate you for yet another day, another opportunity to listen to you, to hear your word. We know, Lord, that you speak in a language that each and every one of us will understand. We thank you, precious Father, for in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, Uncle Text, as I said earlier, is Ephesians 6, 8. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be free or bound. Whatsoever, whatever good thing you do to any man, you will receive the same from the Lord. You know, knowing one thing is to know the promise of God. We have a lot of promise of God in the Bible. And according to this word that is attached to being blessed, I mean expressing prosperity without any limitation. That is 
enjoying the fullness, the fullness of all the promises of God without any limitation, without any stoppage. I will want to read, you know, and accept the promise of God. I want to read Malachi 3.11, which was talking about the same pattern of the giving grace, which is the tithe, you know. And we know we've done, if you abide, we've been obedient in all these aspects. So how do we now receive from this promises so i want to read malachi so we can hear it clearly that wasn't me that said it but it was the bible malachi 3 11 says that tithe is also part of giving grace you know the giving grace of god and if god can say that he will rebook devourer for our sake that is malachi 3 11 he said i will rebook devourer for your sake and you shall not destroy the fruit of your ground neither shall your vine cast a fruit before time so you know that's malachi 3 11 so malachi 3 and and in the field said the lord of hosts so if these are part of the promise of god for us when we give our tithes so meaning that the declaring that word is one of the way that you will definitely access that promises it's very important for us to know that another promise is whenever we are obedient to the commandment of giving. We already list all the giving grace. So now, how do we receive from those giving grace? Jesus says, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, shall run over. And together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. Luke 6, 36, for we, for with the same measure, that you give, it shall be measured and be given back to you. So Jesus will not say what I will not make it to come to pass. If prophets in the Bible, we have many of them. When they say a word, it will come to pass. Even Samuel, there is no word that somebody will say that will come back to him. How much more Jesus? How much more God? So you know, Jesus says so many things. And many of those things are the promises of God. And it's opposite for him to say a word and you will not see it to come to pass. Mark 10, 30 says that Jesus also promised a hundredfold return. So whenever we give, he definitely give us a hundredfold. It happens to Isaac. When Isaac saw in the same land, Isaac reaped a hundredfold. So we see examples of people that things happen to. So it's not that we are saying it with our mouth. We are saying it with our imagination. It actually happened. And that's why we can believe it because we've seen it. And, we believe it. and you know, Bible is our manual. Is a manner for children of God. So as long as you can read it and see those that it happens to, it's an encouragement for us that when we sit with those Bible and gather them out and start reading them in our own situation, it's a matter of time before things would start taking effect. So, you know, that's just Mark 10, 30 that I just read now. Knowing what God said is not enough to receive the promise of God. So it's not enough for us to just read and know that this is what God is saying. There are lots of Christians that are not that are not doing everything right, and yet there is no they have chance or no change for their outstanding blessing or promises by God. You can be enjoying daily blessing, but this is not enough. You can be earning good salary from a good job, but God says what I really want to. He promises is even more than that. Your father can provide much more. So because we are okay now, doesn't mean that God cannot give us much more. He can actually give us much more. Today, 
Today, we're going to learn how to activate and withdraw from our accounts. We talk about the deposit that we made. The giving grace gives us the access to deposit into the account of God. And when we have deposit in accounts, it's just like your bank. By the time you put money in your bank, you're definitely expected to withdraw. And that's what giving grace has already given us access to. So according to the Bible and according to our discussion in our earlier episode that we learned from all the different dimensions of giving, which is the giving grace. So definitely we know that we already make a deposit into the account of heaven. So to withdraw from this bank of heaven is accomplished by the power of what? Of our confession. So knowing what God says or reading the scripture is not enough. So how do we activate or receive from, from God after we have given? Number one, I said the power of agreement. God is not a man that he, shall ne- that he will lie. Or will he say a thing and not make it to come to pass? It's not possible. So the agreement is if you said it, if God said it and you agree with it, you definitely see it come to pass. And so number one aspect from the power of agreement is, you know, prayer is very important. Prayer is communication to God. And whenever we communicate and we pray to God, Bible says, wherever two, three are gathered in my name, he is there in their midst. So the power, the prayer of agreement is powerful. And that's for us to know that even where the time we understand what the power of agreement is, it definitely have effects and it will definitely have its way in our life. Matthew 18, verse 19, 20 says, Again, I say unto you, if two or you shall agree on the matter, for where two, three are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. So, you know, giving is, is an agreement between you and God. God says, bring all tithes. You're able to agree. And there's a covenant for it because there are promises. He says, sow seed, give, and it shall be given back to you. And you're able to apply, you apply. So meaning that there is an agreement already between you and God. And God can never hold a man. It's not possible. So for your finance, it's already a sealed deal. It is just for you now to now activate the agreement that you have with God and look within yourself onto the com- commandments, onto the covenant. And by the time you're able to get this right, definitely you will definitely live to the fullness of the glory of God over your life. It's very important to know that you have done your part by depositing into God's kingdom. So it is your time to make a withdrawal from it. I hope that is clear enough. So two is power of confession. The Bible says that in Mark eleven twenty three, very, very, I say unto you, that whatsoever ye shall sow, shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. And ye shall not doubt in your heart, but ye shall trust in it. It shall definitely come to pass. So that's what the power of confession is. Confession is all about you opening your mouth and saying something. And you know, before you open your mouth, that means you have an Im- Im- image. Just like God in the beginning. God saw light before he said, let there be light. And there was light. And that's the power of activating confession. So to activate or receive from your giving grace, all that you have given, that you need to now receive from it. It is you knowing how to use the power of confession. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. 
So we cannot afford, after you have deposited into the throne of heaven, after you have deposited, to now close your mouth. We will definitely start declaring and start saying the word of God and saying it, making confession in every area of our life that we, there is no matching up to the blessing or to promises of God. And by the time we do this often, we will definitely see the expression, the promises of God coming to pass in our life, in our finance. We will definitely not struggle by the time we exercise confession and by the time we start activating itself in our life. The spiritual force controls the world. So you must learn to create your own circumstances. You must learn to create your own scenario because, you know, it's 80% spiritual and 20% physical. So if you can sort it by confessing, your confession is forming your reign, forming the world, forming your spiritual stability, forming your spiritual balance. So it's a matter of time. By the time you're able to gain your ground, root it downward very well with your word, with your confession, it's a matter of time before the materialization started, you start seeing it. So that's what confession does. This force comes from your inside. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. So it's all about you knowing what God is saying and you declaring it. And it's a matter of time before you start seeing it. You gain balance, you gain stability, you get stamina, then you start living because you will have been able to access, you will have been able to withdraw from deposits. So the thought like it is the power of standing expectance. So when you have give, Bible says, good measure, shall men give back to you. So you already heard that God said they will give it back to you. So you must activate expectation. Expectation meets a lot of things. If you're not expecting something, when it even pass beside you, you will not even know it. But if you're expecting something, by the time you you see it pass beside you, they, your signal, there is a signal, there is a, there is a calling in the brain, there is something that prompts you because you know you're already expecting it. So the thought like it is power of standing expectant from God. What? That means you have already made confession of the word of God. And you have declared, you have already know this is what God says, this is what God says, this is what God says. You know, we've read a lot of scripture today and you want the 360 degree of miracle, you want the 360 of change, meaning that you have to be expectant of that change. The word of God will always come to pass if we stand true with it and act on it. So when God says this, it will definitely come to pass, definitely believe it regardless of whatsoever the devil may be putting against you. You know, faith is very powerful. And because we are spirit, supernatural being, we must definitely walk in faith. You know, you might be making confession and your reality is not even showing anything. And the devil is putting it to you that better be quiet. You've been confessing this generally. What have you seen? I'm telling you, don't keep quiet. Continue saying it. You are still in the process of forming it. By the time you say it and you tarry longer, it is a matter of time before everything will find expression. It's a matter of time before you start saying all that you are declaring. He said we should say it. The more we say it, the more we are forming it. The more we are saying, the more we are getting advantage of whatever we are expecting. And it will definitely come. Just continue saying it. It will come. The Bible says that the expectation of the righteous will not be cut short. We are children of God and we have done our part by making our deposits, giving to the Lord, giving to the ministry, giving our tithes, giving to the poor. And Bible says whenever we give to poor, he says we are lending to him. And even in the physical world, by the time you borrow money, you're expected to pay now. So if God says that you are lending him money, 
definitely you should expect that you should get your refund, you should get your money back. And so the Bible says that the expectation of the righteous will not be cut short, meaning that our expectation, our expectation can never be cut short. You work it, making sure that your mind agrees with the word of God. You know, you can be saying it and your mind is not agreeing with it. No, it cannot work like that. Your mind, your spirit, your soul, the three person of you must agree on what you are confessing. You must apply. You must meet. You, you, must, you must know it. You must receive the promise of God. And you must know that you are a righteous person. And when you know you are a righteous person, definitely every promises and everything that God is saying in his word will definitely come to pass in our life. I pray that all that we have learned today, the Lord Almighty God is going to help us in making sure that our withdrawal is being seen and our, our efforts will be crowned by the grace of God in the name of Jesus. I pray that our life will never remain the same again and heaven will definitely open upon us. The floodgate of heaven is what our life is going to experience in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a lovely day. I remain blessed until I come away again in our next episode. Bye-bye.